So hey guys, uh, welcome back to the fifth episode of Feature Regular People. Um, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you for obviously the feedback and the incredible response that we've got so far. Um, obviously every single guest that we've brought on, you know, we're, we're incredibly excited about, but this one in particular, there's so many different aspects and things that we want to dive into. Um, but I just want to give the floor to Sam. Uh, firstly, thank you for being here. Uh, but just give us a quick background on who you are, what you're doing, etc., etc. Uh, sweet. So, um, yeah, I'm Sam, as you mentioned. Uh, I met Khan uh, through working back at Dirty Vegans. Um, and, yeah, he wanted to give, get me on, have a chat about a few things. But basically, I'm 28. Um, I work in the restaurant still, but also I do, um, I just, I work in sex work, so I've got, like, OnlyFans. Um, obviously, over the last year, that's taken more of a <clears throat> precedent in my, in my life and my time, because I've been on furlough. Um, so it's been good, man. Yeah, like I'm just a pretty open book, so I'm excited to come on and chat with you guys about about my life and yeah, what I get up to and whatever you guys want to know. Yeah, nice, man. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, well, that's it, mate. That's why when I start when I was chatting to Luke about doing this podcast thing, you were one of the first people I messaged. I messaged him like three months ago, Luke, when we first discussed it. I was like, when we start having people on, mate, I'm gonna get you on because. Obviously, yeah. when I started working with Sam, literally from day one, like there's nothing you can't talk to the geezer about. He's a pretty, pretty open book and generally, yeah, man. generally quite sound geezer. I think your Instagram says that in itself more than anything. <laughs> I think um, one, of the, one of the first things as well was just like when we were talking about the first guest that we wanted to talk to and why. And Khan was obviously talking to, you know, talk to me a bit about your history and Obviously, I don't know you, which is why I'm so excited about tonight. But yeah, one of the one of the biggest things is just like the the variety of things that you've done and the things that you're doing now, and actually yeah. um, the kind of message that it sends in this day and age, I think is a really positive one. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, man. Like I'm really, really, really excited for this. That's cool. Yeah, sweet. Me too, man. Yeah, like I think, like you're saying, with like variety of things. Um, that's one thing that I've sort of always, always been been the same in my mindset like I left school and I went straight into work like when I was 16 um and I've had so many different jobs and like countless countless things that I've done because in my opinion it's not like when you're at school especially you're like you're you're fed this this line of like you need to know what you're doing and you need to have it worked out by by whatever whatever age and mm. like mate I haven't got shit worked out but I enjoy my life you know what I mean I do something different like every couple of years pretty much, but I've never been unhappy. I just, I just enjoy life and I go with the flow. Yeah. Well, that's what I think we initially bonded over, mate, is like, because I've, ne I've never had any idea what I was doing. I went traveling when I was 18. I went to uni just to have a laugh. Like genuinely, that's what I told my parents. I was like, all right, I'll go, but I'm just going for fun. And like, <laughs> yeah. since I finished uni, I had no clue what I was doing. Worked in a vegan restaurant randomly for like a, like a year. Chatted to you and like, Obviously, you're a bit, you're like a few years older than me, but to meet someone with that same kind of mindset who's just like, fuck it, mate, I'm just rolling with it, but also having yeah, a good time. And it's your, your bio on Instagram cracked me up the other day because it's like, it just says, a happy man, full stop. <laughs> that's all it is, isn't it? Yeah, man. But like, that's the thing as well. Judging by your Insta, like, you're clear, and obviously I know you, so I know, like, you're quite a confident guy. Like, would you say you've always been that way or? Um, you know what, man? I, I've always, I think I've always been confident to a certain level. Like when it comes to like speaking with people and like being, being just like 
on my A game in terms of conversation or having something to say. I've never really struggled with that. Mm. I think like image wise, um, it's something that's come more later in life for me. Um, I used to train hard, like, mate, you know, I showed you photos <laughs> what I used to look like, man. I was a fucking lump, mate. I was like a big boy. Spent every day in the gym. All I've done was train and eat, like, chicken and rice five times a day. <laughs> I was... whole diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. But I was less confident with my image then than I am now, I'd say. Well, that's and the that's thing that always fascinated me about you, mate. Say that again, mate? I said, that's what's always fascinated me about you, like... To most of that, like, um, hopefully we can, you'll send me some pictures, we can put some on the video, but like, yeah, yeah. Mate, what you used to look like is what most lads who train and eat the chicken and rice, like, that's what they want to look like. And then <laughs> you, I remember you saying to me once, you're just like, yeah, I just fucked it off. You're like, I'm, and I'm way more happier now. Yeah, mate, yeah, man. It, 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 it takes over your life, I think. Especially the way I was doing it, it was like, I didn't go out and party that much, like, when I went out for meals, I was eating boring shit because all I cared about was my size. And, like, it become, like, more of a focal point of my life. Whereas now, like, yeah, I'll go to the gym a couple of times a week or I'll eat quite healthy. I mean, obviously, being vegan, there's a lot of food that you'll just eat anyway, which is probably a lot healthier than if you weren't. But, mm. like, I think, like, I found, like, a balance where I've got, like, a reasonable shape to me. I'm a bit, I'll, I'll be honest, mate, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fair bit fatter since the start of lockdown. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, mate, like, I, again, I don't really lose confidence with that. Do you know what I mean? I'll be like, yeah, mate, I've got fucking dad bod. People love dad bod. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, um, well popular a few years ago. Mate, <laughs> I think it's one of them as well. Like, you have obviously been in, for, for a lot of people's terms, like peak physical shape, right? Yeah. And then you have made this huge decision to go to like, well, I just want to be comfortable in my own skin. Um, yeah. And more of a, a reflection of myself is like, I was always that skinny kid at school, in it? Um, so it was always a case of like, being not, not, not very comfortable at all. And it, was in, it wasn't until the past couple of years where I've been like, right, I want to train, I want to do this, I want to do that. Not to the point of obsession, but yeah, to the yeah. point of being confident. And it's a a really, really, really nice, nice kind of point of view where you can just kind of adapt and actually do things for the sake of like your personal happiness as yeah, opposed to sure. a reflection of what society thinks that you should should look like. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's something that you, you kind of share. Yeah, like I hundred percent. Like <clears throat> like I say, I, I spent so much time in the gym, but I didn't even I didn't even see myself as being a big lad or being in shape at the time. I think you mm. become so engrossed in it all that like, I, in hindsight I look back and I think fucking hell, mate, look how, look at the size of me then, right? But at the time, you, like you say, you become so engrossed in it, you don't really see that, you don't really notice the the I'm in peak physical condition kind of thing. You you just you just go with emotion, and like now I, I've because I've been there and I've come out of it and I've just got my sort of stability. Now I can appreciate it more and I can be like, look, I'm actually probably in better shape now. And also, like I say, with, with the added confidence, I think it becomes more of like an attractive trait to people who you want to attract as well. Like the last thing girls want is some bloke who's like, yeah, mate, I fucking bench press this yesterday and I can lift that. <laughs> and I know you should get them right. Do you know what I mean? They don't really, I don't, it's very rare that someone gives a shit about that. So like... <laughs> That's what my little brother says, yeah. So he's like, mate, how you used to describe yourself, that's what he is now. Like, mate, yeah, yeah. in the powerlifting team at uni, and he's like, 
To be honest, mate, I find that other lads are more interested in my gym achievements oh. than girls are. I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> always the way. Yeah, that is always the way. <laughs> oh, mate. 100%. I mean, obviously, you know, there, there's that side of it, isn't there, where you're like, you try to lift heavy. I mean, I'm not a big guy, you know, I'm five foot five, five foot six. Um, obviously not built. So my my peak lifting is like a minor in comparison. <laughs> so I'm never going to get that kind of same level of feedback. So I don't even bother. Um, yeah. <laughs> it just seems a little bit redundant. Um, but yeah, yeah no, it's, uh, <laughs> but I, I think like hitting personal goals is, is like you say, if you, if you can learn to take a step back from what you, you think is society's version of the perfect man, for example, and you can have your own idea in your head about how you would look better and how you would feel better. If you can hit them goals, then that, that's when the, the self-confidence and the inner confidence comes about. And that's when you can like actually think, Do you know what? Now, actually, I look fucking good. Like, I might not look like that guy, but he hasn't got this that I've got. And it's like, it gets rid of the whole comparison thing and you just, you just compare to yourself and it makes life a lot, a lot easier. Yeah, I think that's something that like people are trying to drill home more and more now is like comparing yourself to yourself is so important because if you compare yourself to other people, you're always going to find someone better than you. Like it's just yeah, a given. like whereas if you start like I used to be really bad for it, mate. Like, I used to look at other people and be like, "Fuck's sake, like, I'm never going to be that." But then I look at pictures of myself a few years ago or just think about the position I was in in my life a few years ago, and I'm like, if I think about it like that, I just feel way more confident within myself because. Yeah, I'm worried about other people. I'm worried about like self improvement, which I think is really important. Like, yeah, definitely, hundred percent. But no, you I've mentioned got... about um, going vegan. So obviously, I, I've known you were vegan, but at what point did you go vegan, and like, why did you decide that that was something you wanted to do? Um, so to be honest with you, I'd like. I mean, I ate so much meat and eggs and fish and everything like that. I never really like. <laughs> never really thought, never really made like a connection. Um, I, I stopped eating dairy quite a while before I stopped, before I even had any kind of idea about veganism and shit. But that's just because I didn't like the idea of it. I didn't really get on with it too well. I didn't like. No, again, I've got a cat interrupting. <laughs> Standard Zoom. So, Zoom what's going on? <laughs> um, and then yeah, I didn't really make the connection. Like, like I said, I found dairy was a bit like. I just didn't enjoy it. Like if I had too much milk or cheese or something, I felt like a bit shit. So hmm. cut that out. Um, and then my ex, who I was with at the time, went um, like vegetarian and went vegan. And I had already started thinking about it at this point. And the reason I didn't go initially was because I was too stubborn and I didn't want her to be like, oh yeah, I told you so. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I was like, no, fuck that. I was like, no, I'll keep eating chicken then. And then like, eventually I, um, I just watched the documentary called Earthlings. Uh, and yes, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. like it basically just confirmed in my head a lot of what I thought was going on, and then I was just like, mate, I was like, after seeing that, I was like, I can either make the choice now, or I'm not going to make it, like, because I can't just put it to the back of my head for a few months and then be like, oh, I'll stop eating meat now. So literally, just what I watched that mate, and then like that was it. I just stopped eating meat, and then yeah, that was like nearly six years ago, man. So that it's been a pretty consistent decision to stick. Never went back. Never, so... man. Never went. I mean, just out of curiosity then, um, so when you were in your, your phase of obviously training, you know, hard, hard. Yeah. Um, was that the, the kind of turning point and were you still doing that when you turned to veganism and you, you know, you saw these kind of issues? 
were you still um, able to kind of maintain that or were you in a different point of your life to, by then? To be honest, like when I first went, when I first stopped eating meat, I was still training and I was, I was like, I was still a big guy. And if anything, I think my strength went up um, oh. and like a lot more energy. So like one thing I noticed when I used to eat so much, like before I went vegan is, is I just get fatigued a lot because I was a big lad. I was like, I'm like five, five, ten, five, eleven, and I was like, like way over a hundred kilos, man. I was like carrying a lot of weight around. So like, I'll go to the gym and I'll do a few like heavy sets, and then I'll be like, fuck, man. I'm like, head spinning and I'm like running out of energy. And shit. <laughs> but, so when I went vegan, I found that my energy went up a lot more. So in turn, in turn, that my strength went up. So I didn't really check my physique or anything. Didn't really change. It was just, I just got bored of training. I was just like, I was a personal trainer at this point. Um, and I was like, fuck, man. I was like, I hate the gym. So I, I spent, like, spent like every day in the gym for like the last six years. And I was like, I've just realized I hate it now. So I lived like that, man. Just like that. I was like, I'm not going to train for a bit. I had like three, four years off the gym. Man. Now probably like, yeah, probably about three years off just not training. And I was just like, I partied a lot. I fucking, yeah, yeah, I partied a lot. <laughs> and, um, you know what, man? Like, I don't regret it one bit. Like, i done what I wanted to do when I was younger and I got to the shape I wanted to get in, in hindsight. And then I allowed myself to have time off, do what I wanted to do, didn't really eat too well, drunk a lot, got on it a lot. And then when I was come back to training again, like probably two, about a year, two years ago, I've got, I had, I was just a big lad still from all the muscles that I used to carry. So I could just go back in the gym and I'd, I'd still have like a, quite a decent strength. And then that's where I sort of found the balance because I went from up there so like down there, and then I'm sort of back into the middle now, which is like the happy medium for me. The perfect ground. Mm. Yeah, that's it. I remember something you said to me once about like, obviously you were really like, your peak of being in shape was probably like 25. And you, I remember you said to me, you were like, if anything, I'm going to fucking just get in shape later in my life. Because otherwise I've got to maintain it for longer. Like, Mate, exactly, that's man. a good point. Like, Mate, do you know what I mean? I'm like, when do I want to look that good? I'm like... <laughs> Right now, I'm doing all right. Like I'm, I'm not struggling too much. About it. So I'm like, I'm like, mate, fuck, fuck, going into the gym and doing two hours a day and eating seven meals a day again. Like, I ain't got the time for it, man. Yeah, and I think that's. Um, I mean, it's, it, there's. I don't know how factually true this is, just so people don't quote me out on it. But I heard a fact the other day that you hit your peak fitness when you're like 27 to like 32 or 33. Yeah. Um, and that's when, you know, as a, as a male, you're, you're kind of most in tune with being able to, you know, mentally, physically, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it's sure. a case of like whether actually, do you, do you kind of save it for later on? Yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? It's like, I think with, with, with things the way they are in terms of like social media and, and comparing yourself to other people, people get into it at a younger age and like, I think when when you're all say 14, 15, 16, whereas maybe when I was back at school, you was more focused around just sports. Do you know what I mean? Like what football team you played for or yeah. you played rugby or something like that. Whereas now it's a lot more like, oh now nah, mate, I've got my fucking gym shark tracksuit on, I'm gonna go and bench with the boys and film it and like <laughs> and it's a lot more it's a lot more orientated around <laughs> the gym and around image. And I think that like a lot of people will end up doing a similar thing. They'll peak quite early and then they'll be like, mate, I'm not going to keep this up for the next 50 years. Like, yeah, keep up a bit of rest. So, like, there's not really a right or wrong answer, but, like, for me, it worked well. I think some people will probably go hard when they're younger and maintain it and fair play to them. But, yeah, man, like, I, you know what I mean? I'm 28 now. 
and I'm far, I'm far from my physical peak of fitness, but, <laughs> but I'm content with where I'm at. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's and that's the most important thing. I mean, I'm I'm 26 in it, so um, I think yeah, I think it, it it doesn't it shouldn't make a difference. Um, and I think as long as like you said, you know, you're content and you're happy and you're being more happily mentally. I think that's the most important part. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah, I think I'm like in terms of like the exercising and staying in shape, I'm way more hard on myself when I'm like say I'm in like a period of like a few months where I'm working out four or five times a week. I'll look at myself and be like, fuck, I'm not even in that good of shape. But if I have like four or five months off like I did this summer, like just yeah. get pissed all the time down the <laughs> beach and that. I'd like, I haven't worked out for like three months, but I'll look at myself and be like, I look all right, you know? And when it's just yeah, like the cool. mindset, considering I'm not doing any exercise, but I'm way happier with the way I look. It's weird, man, how your brain Yeah, man, it, that's the thing. You definitely get engrossed in it when you're training more and you're like striving. It's yeah. that, that like, there's that old joke in it of like, oh, I've been to the gym once, why am I not ripped yet? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, you keep going to the gym, so you're constantly looking in the mirror like daily, thinking like, why am I not making a difference? Why am I not making a difference? But as soon as you step away from the mirror and step away from like the fucking self-judgment for a few months, you'll actually mm. probably look back and be like, actually, no, I was doing all right. Yeah. And I mean, for, for me, this is a big question. So, I mean, I might learn more than more of this answer than most people that are listening to this will do. But for me, I'm a, a you know, when I train, I like to, I like to be able to see the progress in it. And I try to yeah. make this the most kind of, uh, you know the most uh, way this uh, gives me the most humility. But how do you kind of step away for people listening that like to see that progress and like to see that instant progress because it is important. And how do you step away? And how did you kind of become more confident with yourself? And what process think, did that take? To be honest with you, like it, it, it's not like an overnight thing. Like I say, because I because I had fizzled out of my love for the gym because I was spending so much time in there. Like I was in the gym like 12 hours a day because I was PTing and and I, I, it was all I seen. You know what I mean? In the gym we'd see the mirrors. So all I seen was myself and it was just constant and it was like like I didn't really have that desire to change my image much more. I was just like, mate, fuck this and bored of it. Like I think for people who who constantly strive for that like improvement and stuff, like, that's a good thing to have as long as you like don't a ham on yourself do you know what I mean don't like you're not going so like so hard on yourself all the time like for a start like I'd say mirror isn't always going to tell you the truth do you know what I mean you can what you can look in a mirror Absolutely. in the morning and you can look in the morning look in the mirror sorry after you've been drinking and you'll look dehydrated and you'll be like mate I look, I look lean <laughs> or you can look after you've eaten a big meal and you'll be like mate I look fat and it's like I think the best thing to do is just like, yeah, man, have like a journal if you want, like where you can just measure with a tape measure, like the things you want to measure, like how big are my arms or how big is my waist. And then that way you can track any progress. Or if you see yourself slipping away from what you want, you can track that. And then you can make like necessary adjustments, but without like, without forcing yourself to constantly be looking at yourself and constantly worrying about what it is you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate that answer. I think that's a, it's a nice insight, isn't it? Because a lot of people, I mean, from the, the kind of start of the pandemic, to give you an example, are obviously very much into the, the healthier body, healthier mind, which I think is an yeah. excellent movement to have. Um, and it's one that is more important for your mental health than it is your physical health, which we can get oh, into definitely. shortly. But I also think it comes with that added pressure of this kind of 
Instagram movement, you know, um, yeah, of like, you need sure. to look like this to be able to fit in, or you need to look like this to be able to get this kind of thing. And I yeah, think it's, man. you know, what you've, what you've obviously had is this incredible balance. Yeah. Like, and you know what, as well, like people like, it, it, you've, got, you've got to remember as well that like, things you see on Instagram, man, they're so edited. Like, mate, I'm good at it, man. I've got a fucking dad body. I can stand in front of a certain light with a bit of down lighting and it'll make me look like I've got a lean stomach. Like, mate, I do that. Do you know what I mean? Because it makes me look better. But I don't lie to people. I don't lie to people and say, this is like my fucking physical shape. You know what I mean? I'm like, someone says to me, like, fucking hell, you look quite lean in this. I'm like, yeah, mate, it's just good lighting. I'm like, I'm a lot, I'm a lot fatter than this photo suggests. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's honesty like, then. about that honesty. I was going to say that, like, lockdown and, like, the pandemic in general has made it a bit funny. I don't know about you boys, but, like, I've flip-flopped all the way through it. Like, I've been like, oh, it's lockdown. I'm going to get a head start on, like, everyone else i'm gonna work out loads i'm gonna get in mental shape and then when i see everyone again afterwards it's gonna be like whoa what the fuck's happened to you yeah and then the next week i'll be like fucking hell the world's probably gonna end i'm just gonna get fucked all the time like fuck it, it doesn't matter like, <laughs> yeah. and i'll li literally in the last year that we've been in this that's happened like four or five times <laughs> same as that man same as that my dry my oh I, I didn't say i was gonna do dry january i said i was gonna do like damp january so I just have a few yeah <laughs> That was like wetter than any month of last year, man. I've just gone hang again. But, like, you just got to fucking not be too hard on yourself during this time. Like, we've, me and the missus, we've got like, um, we just made like a little six week program thing. So, we just put on different days, like, just to give ourselves a bit of structure. Because, like you say, you wake up and you're like, I've got nothing to do again. I've got nothing to do again. So, like, you don't force yourself to do anything. So, all we do, like, we put on certain days of like, right, I'm going to do a spin class in the morning. And then the next day is a day off. And the next day is like, we're going to do weights. And then the next day we'll go for a walk or something like that. And it's just having that one little thing that you can do. It's just like, okay, well, at least we've done that. So we know that if we do want to have a drink, like we've at least done something to benefit our body a little bit before doing that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like you say, it comes down to balance again, really, doesn't it? Yeah, massively, mate. Yeah, like it's, it's, I think the lockdown last year was a lot easier because it was summer. <clears throat> I mean, you could go yeah. for a nice walk. Yeah. You could sit in the garden or whatever. Like it's, it was a lot more relaxed. Whereas now you get up and you've got like three hours of grey daylight, and then it's mm. dark again, and you're like, yeah, "Fuck me!" You're like, "There's another day gone." It's so horrible. Yeah, lockdown last year was banging. Yeah, wasn't it, man? It was sick. <laughs> We're just having barbecues every day, mate. I think it's. I mean, aside from the obvious, just to point out to people listening, aside from the obvious and the obvious stress that is put on people, yeah, okay. um, and the loss. But from a from a general public's point of view, like obviously there's been a lot of benefits to to having that time to yourself. Yeah, I think there's yeah. been like obviously there's been loads of negatives with it, but I more mean like nothing like not in my lifetime, not in any of our lifetimes, nothing like that's ever happened. And there was this kind of semi-excitement around, like, what the fuck's going on at the moment? Like, this, it didn't feel real. And this is, again, Sam, something I saw on your Instagram earlier about, like, I think we should all agree to stay our respective ages until this is over. I was saying <laughs> the other day, I was like, I'm 23 until the pandemic finishes. I'm not. Mate, I, I can't come out of this, this fucking lockdown and be nearly 30, mate. Like... No, you're not. You're not, Sam, at all. I mean, I, I celebrated my... 25.5 birthday in lockdown, you know, like I'm not 26 yet, and it like, and I'm almost not 27, so it's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with 28 for another year. I like the number, mate. I'm happy with yeah. that. 28.2, fine. Nice, even number. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I'm all about that. <laughs> 
Something I wanted to get onto, mate, and obviously pick your brains about. Obviously, I've well, heard a bit about it from when I like obviously first met you because you you would you'd either just filmed it, well, yeah, you just filmed it, or it was just about to come on telly. Uh, so you're on a reality TV show called Killer Camp. Yes, I will. Do you want to briefly just tell people who might not know what that sort of was? Um, it it was a fucking. It, I'll be honest, mate. It was a cringy um, <laughs> Halloween week-long reality show where it was like a like a murder mystery kind of thing um i wasn't sold that okay i was i was told i was being picked for this tv show called summer camp which was like it was good. in my opinion it was just going to be like you know activities you know like get drunk with people get to know people have a bit of fun and i was like yeah sick Stand and, um, reality tv kind of stuff yeah yeah and i was like i was like i'm not i, I initially responded to them saying like no no way like i'm not about that like, i'm not one of them kind of Love Island kind of people. Like, yeah. I know I've got tattoos and I pose on Instagram, so that's like half the criteria met. I was like, but I've got a bit more floating around in my head, and I just don't think I can be fucked with that. Yeah. And um, they were like, no, 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 that's the exact kind of person we want. And I was like, all right, well, if that's what you want, then then I guess it suits me. I will give it a bash. Um, don't know if you like auditions or shit. When I turned up, that's when they were like, oh yeah. So there's a big twist. <laughs> and uh, the show you're on isn't actually called Summer Camp. And I was like, okay, what the fuck is this? So, like, I, was, I was there waiting for like, my ex thought around the corner or something. And yeah. I was like, oh, don't do this to me. <laughs> and, um, and then, yeah, they like killed, killed off one of the contestants. And then they were like, yeah, you've got to spend the next week trying to work out who the killer is. And then, um, yeah, that was that, mate. It was, it was filmed over about two weeks. It was aired over a week. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a good little experience, man. It wasn't like, it wasn't something I would ever watch, if I'm being honest. Um, <laughs> like, I watched it. I watched it once when it aired, and that's it. I won't. I won't ever watch it again. <laughs> I'm not. What was I'm that? Like? Mean... on telly. Mate, it was. Um, it was funny. Do you know what? My, I didn't realize my voice sounded like that. But, <laughs> but mate, I also I sound like a fucking robot on TV. Well, I remember the, Sam, the... Sam, just before you go even further, um, me and Khan, obviously, after producing the first few episodes of this podcast, right? Yeah. I've been sat there, and I don't know whether Khan feels the same. I feel like he's got much better voice for this kind of thing. <laughs> I despise my voice when oh, I'm on mate. camera. And I'm like, is this how I fucking sound in real life? <laughs> it's, <horrible, isn't> it? <laughs> it's really horrible, isn't it? Mate, I hey, sit there like... editing these, and I'm literally, like, I fucking spend, like, hours, like, doing stuff and I'm like I, if I have to listen to this cunt like talking about myself I'm like fucking he's up. definitely talking about me I'm like babe does my voice sound like quite like you know like nasally like eh, like that she's like no your voice is fine I'm like no I fucking hate it I'm not sure my <laughs> balls have dropped yet <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure they haven't dropped yet in it but yeah, sorry, Sam. Let's carry on with no, no, not at all. you um, actually, <laughs> mate. Yeah, um, yeah. Watching yourself on TV, man, is weird. Like, I'm like, I remember one of the producers saying to me, she was like, because you, you know what I'm like, Khan. Like, you, and you could probably tell already um, that I'm, I'm quite not monotonous, but I've just got like a steady tone to my voice. I don't, I'm not really over-expressionate. I just, I got like a bit of a dry humour as well. Do you know what I mean? Like when I make jokes, I don't really like make a loud like lee evans kind yeah, of joke yeah, yeah, make yeah. a joke and keep the same expression right and the producer i remember her saying to me she's like sam you've got to show more expression i was like why she's like because trust me when you watch it on tv you lose even more of what you've got and you you would just become you would look bored and i was like no no it's fine so like every interview i'm like 
today, thanks. And I met, I watched it back and I was like, oh man, she was telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, she like, was I, I look like the most boring individual. I mean, if I watched, if I didn't know him and I watched that, I would like kill him off, kill him off next because he's doing my nothing. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. When does, he, when does he smile? When does he show emotion? But I mean, in, in terms of the, the <laughs> actual kind of production, because this is something that, especially with reality TV, I mean, there was a, I don't know if you saw it on, but on BBC iPlayer, um, uh, maybe a few months ago, there was a show where they had this kind of fictional character and he'd gone on to a show similar to maybe like Love Island, for example. Right. And it was all about his career as he came off the show and how yeah. life kind of blows up and then it dims down. Now, I know that obviously a show like Love Island is absolutely huge. Yeah, and maybe yeah. a lot different in comparison to what you did, but it's still yeah. that similar concept. And a big part yeah. of me thinks that actually, is there this this kind of support system, this structure in place? And is there this kind of, we need you to be perceived this way for the sake of production in comparison to what your actual personality is like? Hugely, hugely, man. Um there's so much like where you want to have a conversation with someone, for example, on set and they're like, yes. no, you can't, you can't have this conversation. I'm like, what do you mean? I can't, they're sat next to me. <laughs> and they are like, no, you can't have this conversation until you're being filmed. And I'm like, right, can you get this camera set up then? And then they set a camera up and they tell us what to talk about. I'm like, no, that's not what I wanted to talk about then. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, this is what you've got to say. And like, there was, there was certain things that I refused to say. Do you know what I mean? I was like, I was like, I'm not saying that. I was like, because you're going to make me look like a dick. I was like, I'm not being <laughs> a dick. I was like, I'm just, I'm being an honest man. And I've got a point that I want to make. And then you want me to turn around and say something different about that person. I'm like, I don't care about that person. I'm not going to start slagging them off. Mm. And I think they struggled to like get certain angles of certain people, if you know what I mean, yeah. because they wanted people to say it. And we were all quite similar. We were like, nah, I'm not going to slander myself. I'm not going to like, I know it obviously makes TV, but at the same time, like they just do it to make TV, whereas the people on the show are the ones who take the flack for it if they're a dickhead or if they're, yeah, yeah. If they're not. And like, do you think that's a, a kind of a running point from because obviously you know you know like I mean I know this is quite a deep kind of way to turn the conversation, but the things like Caroline Flack, for example, the the yeah. other Love Island con uh, contestants that have committed suicide and have had serious mental yeah. health issues. Um, and maybe I this will lead on to the kind of conversation we'll have shortly. But do you think that's a kind of running thing from a lack of um, being able to actually embrace and being able to allow people to have that freedom of speech? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I, I genuinely like people are put on Love Island to make TV. They're not yeah. put on there to find love, or it's not. It's not like where one person goes on there to act themselves to become famous. Like as much as they yeah. want it to be that, it's not. They're on there to create drama, to make TV. So for every good person, they're going to make someone else look bad. And that, that is, that's the way it is. And you're kind of like, I think you've got to be very naive to not, to not know that going on to a show. And it was the same with you guys? To an extent. I mean, the show we were on was, was like a bit more game show based at the time. So it wasn't too much of that. Um, but like I say, even then, you'd like, you've got to understand that that's what you're getting yourself into. And if you don't know that, then there is an element of naivety to, towards you. And um, the only thing is, is that like, you're told all this beforehand, but 
a lot of people don't care that they, they don't hear anything because all they're thinking about is I'm going to be famous and I'm going to be rich. Yeah. And like that comes with a price. Like you've got to be really, really strong willed in order to listen to constant hate from people. Even if you're, mate, even if you're like a good person on the show and you act good and you don't piss anyone off, there's going to be a handful of people on the internet who want to put you down. And like, I don't think people necessarily prepare themselves for it because they, they're, they're put on this pedestal so quick from nowhere to being there. And then like, bang, they just, they can't get off of it. And like, it becomes, it becomes like unattainable for them. And um, I'm not saying that it's, it's their fault, obviously, like it is the fault of these, these trolls. But unfortunately, in the world we live in, they're always going to be there. Yeah, whether it's good or bad, it's always going exactly. to be good they are always, somebody they're else's always be there. So you've got to just like, I think shows like Love Island, the fact that there's been, was it two or three suicides now? Uh, like Two, but someone from Taui as well recently. Yeah, you know I mean? there's, it, there's it, so it, many, so many. Just get like, and the fact that they're, they're like recruiting for the next series of it and shit. Like, it's just like, what, what have they got to do for people to think, oh, maybe this isn't a good idea. Maybe this kind of show that, that now we're on our third suicide isn't a good idea like but it's that blissful ignorance isn't it i think the, the, the people are like well i'm going to become famous to a certain extent overnight and yes. i'm going to to make a lot of money whether it's through good things or bad things you know we've all seen the the kind of products reality tv stars sell um but you're going to make a lot of money and you're going to be you're going to be a household name within yeah. six weeks of you of you being out there um yeah. but then also what happens to, to people's mental health after that i think yeah, it's the generation though like sorry sam mate, um no. like being an influencer is like is like a dream and an attainable thing for people now like that's what there are people who are like fucking 12 13 years old and they're like i want to fucking be an influencer like that's what I want to do. Mate, five, that five, quick years, fix five years yeah. ago even, not even that long ago, that didn't exist. That was not no. a thing. Like, and now it's like a fucking desired profession for a lot of young people. And yeah. what you said, Sam, was absolutely right. Like, people are blinded by this potential success and, like, fucking Instagram likes and sponsored posts and stuff that they just don't give a shit and they don't consider the potential outcome. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. And it's like, it, 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 it's, it's a fake world because the second you turn your phone off, you, you're back in the room and you're like back to, <laughs> you're back to being you without all, the, without all of this fucking fame, without all of these likes and numbers. Like you're just back to being a normal person again. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with. Because yeah. like, yeah, they can look at hate and that, but when you're just sat in a room, do you know what I mean? If they've not got someone around them, they can have the biggest house and the best car, but bang, they're just lonely. And, and like, all you sat around really is is looking through your old comments, going, "Was this exactly. good? Was this good? Was this good?" And I think, exactly. and this kind of as well, like I mean, this is just very off off topic, but this kind of also sits very well into into your bio. Um, yeah. on your Instagram, which is something me and Khan discuss quite heavily as well. <laughs> Maybe more, more so than what we probably should have done. Um, but ju just being, you know, a happy man, and I, I, I kind of want to make a bit of an outtake of this, where I want to ask you, you've obviously done all of these things, right? Yeah. And for somebody like myself, I think that that's a, 
a level of confidence which is often unattainable. However, it's fairly, fairly produced in your case. Yeah, yeah. And I would like to, to kind of see how your mindset was from going from this persona to the genuine persona. Not saying that it wasn't genuine before, but yeah. the you know what you would now perceive as genuine. I would like to know what the what what you thought your main mindset uh, mindset shift was. Yeah, I think you know what, like my I, a lot of the time I am. Um, when I was when I was younger and I was like more I was driven by sort of things that didn't matter do you know what I mean I because I, I had the worry of like what am I going to do for a living and am I going to find something that I enjoy like I, I I was like I need to find a job I need to earn this much and then oh, I need to look this way I need to be like I need to be big I need to be strong I need to be ripped and then like, I was just constantly chasing something that didn't really matter um spending them not like the cats for me yeah and <laughs> <laughs> um, I think spending a couple of years off the gym is what made that big change for me because you know I didn't realize how much it actually took up because I wouldn't for example I wouldn't go out with my friends on a night out because I'm like no I've got to train tomorrow I can't be hung over for that so having that time off I just I focused on life it sounds like it sounds a bit fucking corny whatever but I just no, focused, no, on, focused on just living like seeing the people I cared about, doing things I wanted to do. Like I would just, I, I just set up a bed in the back of my van and I would just go, I'll just drive somewhere like whenever I fancied and I'm just going to stay somewhere different. And being outside, I just appreciate the world that we lived in. And obviously going vegan as well, I, I feel like I made a bit more of a connection with like nature and with, with the world. And then I just become generally happier inside. And I didn't really, I didn't have to try for it anymore. Like, I'd go out and I'd meet girls or I'd go out and party with my mates or I'd do the normal things that everyone would do. But I didn't really, I never, I never had demons. And like, I know that's such a rarity now. Like people, so many people struggle with mental health issues with the world that we live in. And like yeah, with, you know, with, with constant reminders of things on social media as well. That's just something that's always there. But I just spent enough time with me just on my own, like as a single man, just like, doing what I wanted to do that I found that I just, I just found like I guess like just just contentness and I wasn't striving for happiness but I was striving for contentness because like happiness is like what is what something I said before is like happiness is an emotion so happiness can come and go like the same as sadness or, or anger or whatever but contentness is something that you have it's like a level and if you can find contentness then you can build from that and you'll have happy days and sad days but you've always got that level of contentness which is where you remain and I, think that's what? What I, I wish found. I could uh, so do you know in like the Charlie Sloth shows where they wheel yeah. up certain things <laughs> I wish I could I wish I could wheel up that whole paragraph there because that was fucking meaningful yeah yeah man sick glad you liked it <laughs> yeah man that, that was honestly like that was really honest um, and yeah man that's that's exactly kind of what we, you know we're hoping this is about cool man good but yeah, yeah. mate like it's one of those mate isn't it? We we all we're all striving to be happy people, to be happier people. I think like you can't press yourself, you can't rush it. Like I said, I was lucky that I spent them two years out of the gym, out of my what used to be my comfort zone to sort of create new comfort zones for me. And then I come out of that as I am now. And I've just sort of been the same since. 
it just sounds like you got out of your own head, which is something that I like. Exactly. Like I've anyone who like comes to me and talks to me like if they're struggling with themselves and that I'm like, it's so important to get out of your own head, which it sounds like a stupid thing to say because you're always thinking, but like, no, you're right there. You can literally like recently. Um, there's a page called Let's Get Men Talking. I've done a little post on there, and I just put like, just don't destroy yourself with your own thoughts because it's so easy to do. Like everyone overthinks. If you get on like a negative train of overthinking, you you'll ruin your whole life in the space of five minutes in your own head. And like, yeah, yeah. it sounds like 100%. you spent two years, like you said, just doing shit and keeping yourself so busy that you you forgot to fucking like worry yeah. about things which is really difficult and i think a lot of it as well come with like my relationship with other people like i'm very i'm a very outgoing person like i i always want to be around people like i just fucking i love like i love meeting people man i love chatting yeah, to people i love just like understanding new people and getting their their way of thinking and their way of life and i think it comes to that and just being a good person to people because like even if you don't see yourself as as a bad person if you, you might make snide comments or you might bitch about someone behind their back without them knowing obviously but you still have to live with the fact that you've done that and it, it might not you might not directly link it to your sadness but the part of you in your head would be like why do i need to say that about someone like and the, the second you start losing them little bits of negativity they just be re they can be replaced with positivity I, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like, um, I don't know, like I used to work in, in sales for, for some perspective and you would meet some people. So mine was all face-to-face -face public engagement, to give an example. Yeah. And you would meet some people that would automatically brush you off, which is absolutely fine. But you'd be like, oh, what a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but then after a couple of years, I, I had this manager who she was fucking brilliant. And she turned around to me and said, actually, instead of counting all of the people that you thought were, were fucking horrible, which, you know, they, they might well have been. Yeah. Why didn't you actually just count the people that have been really positive to you? Yeah. And it was yeah. such a minor, minor adjustment. And I mean... Obviously, when you have these negative trails of thought, like Carl was mentioning earlier, um, it is very difficult to get out of that kind of mindset, isn't it? Like, oh, this shit thing's happened to me. I woke up and the, yeah. the old story goes, like, I've stubbed my toe. So I would wake up, I'd have this shit person talking to me, and I'd be like, fuck, I ain't going to do very well at my job today. And then yeah, after yeah. a while, you, say, you, you, know, you try to train yourself to be like, actually, do you know what? I woke up this morning, I went to work, and this person said no, but they bought me a coffee. Or they said no, thank you. And it, like yeah, yeah. The, the simplicity of being able to interact with people in that way really kind of carries you into building that kind of positive mindset. Um, yeah, and I think it is it, like you know, it's mind over matter, a hundred percent. Yeah, and it's just finding that way, and it, it, it's never like a quick fix, but little adjustments I think go a long way. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's realizing that it like. I, I sometimes think about how complicated like my own life can be and the things that go on in my head and yeah and I'm like fuck every single other person in the world is the, it feels like the exact like they have all their own shit and all their own thoughts yeah. like no wonder sometimes people are fucking grumpy or wankers like yeah, yeah. life is 
being a person is so like difficult and so <laughs> yeah but fuck that freak <laughs> but like everybody's got their own shit and like yeah like you've just got to count the people that are sound because they always have more of an impact than the people that aren't and you've got exactly. to be to, to a certain just, degree forgiving of people who can be dickheads sometimes because like, I, I fucking do it as well like sometimes i'll have a day where I'm like, fuck, I think I was just a dick to everybody today. But yeah, that's it, like, it, everyone does it, don't they? I think good energy is reciprocated regardless of whether it's instant yeah. or further down the line. I, I genuinely believe that. I don't, I'm not saying that like, you know, give something to the universe and it will give back. Yeah. Like, you, can, you, can, you can work things how you want. Like whether, whether you, whatever you believe. You're not on no Ronda Byrne but, shit. But, sorry? You're not on no Ronda Byrne shit, you know, the the kind of, I'll dream of a Ferrari, therefore I'll get a Ferrari. Oh, yeah, mate. I, <laughs> nah, I don't, my, dreams aren't, my dreams aren't that vivid, man. <laughs> I, won't, I won't go into them, though. <laughs> yeah. But, I, yeah, I think just positive energy and good energy is reciprocated, like, one way or another. So it's just, an, it's just little, little things that, that will eventually come back to benefit you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well... Speaking of dreams, and you, you saying we won't go on to your dreams, in my opinion, you're sort of living one of your dreams at the moment, mate, because this is something <laughs> I've been fucking buzzing to speak to you about. So, go on. What we got? The old, uh, the old OnlyFans business. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so when I, when I, towards the back end of me working with you, because obviously I left, um, yeah. moved, moved on to different things, but me and you always used to talk about, like, obviously you used to love chopping out. Who doesn't? Always do, always have. Yeah, one of your... It's honesty, mate. I love this honesty through this whole conversation. It's mate, fucking you know what I'm saying? Sam, from the first day I met him, Sam was always down to have an honest conversation. And our old boss was also very down to have an honest conversation. <laughs> no, we always... Which we'll find out shortly. As, uh, <laughs> as, as lads do, like we used to make the odd joke about wanting to be a porn star and that. But obviously, not most people don't actually mean it. Sam, you now... <laughs> You now do have an OnlyFans. How did that come about? Like, how did it actually get started? I mean, so I, I like had people message me previously on my Instagram, like way before I even thought about OnlyFans or anything like that. Just like some old dude. If I remember the first guy, it was some old dude um, from like, America, and he just messaged me and was like, "Mate, um, he's like, you're so hot." I was like, "Thanks." He's like, "How much? How much for a photo of your dick?" And I was like. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'll be honest, I don't know the going rate. And I was like, how, <laughs> yeah. I was like, how, how much are you offering? And mate, he, he offered me something ridiculous, man. It was like, he offered me like 200 quid. And I was like, but obviously, naturally, mate, if someone starts off, you, you go high, it's negotiation. Isn't it? So I was like, nah, 400. <laughs> and then um, eventually he paid me 350 quid for two photos, man. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, shit, I was like, that was really easy money. And then this same guy, like he's stuck in contact with me a bit and Every now and again, he'd buy some photos or buy a video off me or something. Um, you know, he 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 was actually really beneficial for me financially. Like he paid off. He paid <laughs> I off like a, a I mean, if someone asked me for three hundred and fifty pounds for a dick pic, like Mate, I've sent that out. shit for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, he ended up paying like a parking ticket of mine that was like four hundred and fifty quid, man. And he just paid it straight off, and I was like, this man. Um. So anyway, yeah, like one thing. <laughs> yeah like, obviously one thing like led to another like you get a little bit more confidence so if someone you like you notice if someone else like is in your message requests like oh 
I really want a photo or something. You're like, yeah, fuck it, man. That's what I do now. <laughs> and then, so like, obviously after um, Killer Camp being on TV, despite the fact that I'd say most of the people who watched the show and followed me from that were like, I don't know, man, like like middle-aged women or or like young teenagers who were at like at school still. So there was there was no benefit for me for them. But there was a handful of like pervy men who were like, mate, seeing you on that show and like, you know, I want to buy this, I want to buy that. And I'm like, yes, yeah, sick, let's do it. So um, I ended up making like a, a Twitter page because Twitter is like the only real social media that you can get away with being not safe for work. And um, Instagram, you get shut down real quick. Um, mm. Facebook is just full of family, so they don't want to see that. Um, <laughs> Basic stand calls. Yeah, man, fucking it, innit? <laughs> and, then, and then, yeah, so like, I made that in January and um, built it up a little, I had like a few thousand followers but for a month and then obviously lockdown was announced and then I was like, well, mate, I'm on furlough, I've got loads of time, well, like, what am I going to do? I might as well make an OnlyFans. So I made it, um, obviously I moved in with uh, Nikita, who's my missus now, um, she always, she's had OnlyFans for a few years, so like, I set it up, I was like, asking her questions like, you know, what, what should I do here, what should I do there? And then like, mate, before you know it, it was like, it was, it was doing well, man. Like I've been doing it for like, it's been like nine, nine months now, something like that. Um, and is this a, a full-time kind of profession now or well, no, how, would you, so how would you kind of define yourself career-wise now? So I'm still on furlough, so I still work, um, well, Plant Hustler it's called now, and it changed the name. Um, but I'm, I'm furloughed, so I'm, I'm still getting like 80% of my wage. Yeah. And then, and then whatever I earn on my OnlyFans, I take, obviously I've got to pay tax on it, but you know, I just keep that to one side. So it's, good. Like, it's, it's been an extra earner for me. Um, it's definitely not, <laughs> it's definitely not as um, glam as some people might make it out to be, or as easy. Like the idea of being like, I get paid to have sex. Sounds great. Mm -hmm. But mate, let's be honest here. Yeah, like most of, 90% of my fans are gay. So me having sex with my missus is not that desirable to them. Um, I'm sure you can imagine the kind of things that they want to see me do. And that's fine, you know, I'm in it to make money, man. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I appreciate that, bro. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie here. This is a very clear point for me, right? I could never, ever, ever, ever do that purely because of two reasons. One, I'm not that great looking. <laughs> Two, I just don't think I've got that physicality that people want to see. In it. However, I think that right. actually this is a, is a, and rightly so, is a very female-dominated market. Massively. And yeah. I think it's, it's really great for, for guys that are actually be able to be open and be able to proudly speak about this kind of shit because it is really important. And I don't think it's, I think it's a niche in the market for people to be able to jump on. And there's yes. a lot of people like, oh, I wish I could just fucking sell my body. Or I wish I was just a good looking girl and get away with it, which obviously yeah, makes it more of a negative connotation to women. But actually yeah, you're yeah. there going, you know what? No, you don't have to think like that. I can fucking do this, this and this. So why can't you? Yeah, exactly, man. And I think, do you know what? I think some of the people who do better on OnlyFans are like, people who you would say are, are, are aesthetically less good looking. And well, thank you very much, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and the reason being is because it's like, 
is this sort of girl next door or boy next door kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's more, it's more relatable. It's more approachable. And um, yeah, man, some of the people who I see doing well on OnlyFans, I'm like, Jesus, man, how? But <laughs> it's just, again, it's just... I don't know, match me next up to you and I think we would uh, be able to compare incomes, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> He's in the eye of the beholder, though, Luke, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I say so, but I feel Dude, like the beauty is there, in the eye of the match sure. beholder. If this blows up, mate, set up an OnlyFans, see how we do. I tell you what, should we put a vote on this? Like, should we? We could be like me or Sam. Who who <laughs> wants to see an OnlyFans video? I I, I I will put my life savings on the fact that it won't be me. Innit? Yeah, but he's got the head start, mate. He's got the head start. <laughs> but no, I think anyway, this isn't about me. So, <laughs> but no, Sam, mate. This is why I wanted to get you on to talk about this. And like, mate, thank you so much for talking about it because when I obviously I I knew you and we we got on quite well, like instantly because you were just not a very judgmental person. Like I clocked very quickly that I can I could talk to you about pretty much anything. And yeah, I'm yeah. generally like quite a lot of my close mates would like I just talk about things that they're like shut the fuck up like that's too far that's too far like don't talk yeah, about yeah. that but like with you it's like you can always just chat about anything and like OnlyFans in the I remember hearing about it as a thing about two years ago in the last year to six months everyone and their fucking dog is doing OnlyFans mate like it's literally like the most human yeah, industry in the world at the moment it's, it's, it's crazy mate it's, it's just kicked off and obviously with lockdown and stuff a lot of people are like I need to make ends meet like I need to try and earn some extra money but I'll be honest man like easy money it is it is the most opposite from that like it is just it is not easy at all people think that they just sign up to OnlyFans and they'll start making a grand or two a month like yeah. Mate, you've got a graft. And, like, don't get me wrong, yeah, like, me and my missus have made, like, a couples page as well. So whatever we film together, we'll upload onto that. So people can subscribe to, like, just me or link just her. Bio. Or to our <laughs> couples page. Yeah. Yeah, um, and we will put the links in the bio to this. Because actually, <laughs> I think it's just as important to fucking publish this as it is anything we do. Yeah, definitely, man. Mate, we, we, um, we, we got messaged from some TV production company. Um, they're doing a documentary on Channel 4, filming it later on this year. And then um, we had like a chat with them the other day, so something could come back from that as well. That'd be pretty yeah, cool. big up, big up, man. <laughs> That's quality. Should be pretty cool, man. But yeah, like I, I've people like people often you always get the same questions like mate. When I I catch up with my old mates from school, and um, they're always just like, mate, fucking, hell, it's mental. I can't believe you do that. They're like, do you not do you not do you not worry that like your photo is going to get leaked? I'm like, well, mate, like. I upload a photo of my dick. I don't upload it when it looks bad. Do you know what I mean? If it's going to get... It's, <laughs> That's it's such a get, great point. That's if it's going to get leaked, point. mate, if it's going to get leaked, then that's just free advertisement. Like, you've yeah. got to think of it like that. So, I just watermark everything and then just let the internet have it. <laughs> However, um, just before we jump into the next question, Khan, like, before you started doing this, and obviously... If somebody was offering to pay my parking tickets, like I'd be fucking grand for it, innit? Because yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's plenty of them. And I sit there sometimes and I think, like, actually, car insurance is quite expensive. <laughs> no, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it would be quite nice. However, um, there was obviously some negative connotations. And there is obviously, uh, so I have another friend who. Uh, who models and she she does OnlyFans as well. And she's luckily been very 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 successful. Yeah. But 
I think that it comes with a certain level of like, how do I say this? So it comes with a certain level of like derogatory expectance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm assuming, or well, maybe I shouldn't assume, but I'm assuming that you've had this kind of level to a point. Well, I'd see, like you know, to know, you know what, what you like, kind of think and the process and how you deal with it. The thing, the thing about it is, I don't like not 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 to my face anyway. No one's ever commented. I've not seen one single comment since I've had an OnlyFans. Someone being negative about it. And let's be honest, okay. the reason and the reason being is because I'm a bloke. Yeah, because people people see a woman getting their tits out and they think, oh, she's selling herself. And they see yes. a man, they see a man making money off their dick and think, oh yeah, what a lad. And at the end of the day, the only reason OnlyFans and shit like that is around is because women have actually started taking power from their that. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've they've not they've not they've not sat back and been like, oh no, I've got to do everything I can to make the man happy. They've gone, no, do you know what? I can make money from from being me, from modelling, if you want to do modelling, or from porn, if you want to do porn, you like, they can make money off their body. They've gone so, so much more in that direction. So that's why women will get given a shit. But I think, like, when you make an OnlyFans, for example, when you start posting content, you have to rid yourself of that, any thin skin. Because you've got to be like, yeah, this shit can happen, but I'm doing it for me, and I'm, I'm fucking killing it. Simple as that. I think so like you say, mentioned your uh, your girlfriend obviously was doing this and yeah, yeah. obviously I want to gauge the exact same kind of question from, from her point of view because I think it is um, a fucking crazy industry because obviously it's very patriotic to, to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. And has your, has your girlfriend experienced a different experience to, to yourself? Um, not, to be honest with you, not... Not necessarily, like, I know she she does it from, without being secretive. I think that's the difference. If you don't mind me asking, of course. No, no, not at all. <laughs> not, not at all. I think, I think some people do OnlyFans and they, and they try and sort of brush it under the rug. They try and like only show a certain crowd. Like, like, I have a different name for my for my adult content. That's just purely so people don't accidentally stumble across it. Um, not because I don't want people to find out. Like, my entire family know what I do. All my friends know what I do. I don't care. Um, but... I think when you try to be a little bit more secretive about it, then when people people can find it and try and use it against you or try and like give you shit for it, when you're only in like Instagram, for example, is you know like my my missus does modelling and stuff, so a lot of her modelling is like, like lingerie and stuff, and then she'll be like, yeah, OnlyFans link, check, check it. I mean, she's not hiding anything. She just like she does what she does. She's proud of herself, and so she should be. So like, yeah, people absolutely. have suddenly got people have suddenly got nowhere to go with it because all they can say to her is be like, oh you're fucking selling yourself. And then she, all she's got to reply is saying, yeah, I'm probably making more than you, so. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I think, mate, this, and yeah, yeah. like she's in a happy relationship, she's making cash, and she's doing something that she loves, which is fucking important. Yeah, man, 100%. I think the sort of people that sort of have a dig at people that do OnlyFans, particularly like guys who like will try and cuss girls out for it, it comes from as like area of jealousy that they're like fuck i can't make two grand a month off my body <laughs> like, mate, I mean, jealousy is an insecurity mate it's the only people who always have anything to say yeah that's um, so sure, that's something it's very easy about, mate. i saw way. you um you put up a tiktok and you were wearing a pink tracksuit yeah 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 and then mate this cracked me up luke i don't know if i'd mention this to you but... no you haven't mate, you haven't i like thousands of comments like hordes of comments of like right. it's all blokes like what's that fucking geezer doing wearing pink 
And yeah. you go, you go on all their profiles. They're all like fucking just they're all gammons. Like, like mate, proper like. And you done a thing. You were like, yeah, he ate his wife. He's a wife. He hates his life, so he's having a dig at me on the internet. And that's what it is. Like, do you know how? sad you'd have to be within yourself to just fucking have a dig at someone on some comments on the internet mate like it's funny mate, i was i was blown away by it so like me i on facebook right i i expect it because like and not that you should but you just do because facebook is the fucking it's where karen's and darren's are born right like you see, you see like an advert for skinny jeans and all you get is 10 blokes commenting on it like god you get a free pair of balls with them and it's like <laughs> it's like mate not everyone wears fucking Henley's t-shirt and bootcut jeans still. You know what I mean? It's 2021. <laughs> like, we can get beyond that. Like, but people just dismiss it and dismiss it. And I, do you know what? I don't take any offence to any of the comments, man. But I just find, I genuinely find it baffling that in, in this year, this day and age, people still, people, people, A, used gay as an insult, and B, thought a man wearing pink clothes was gay. I was just like, yeah. you're, like, you're, like you're like a 40-something-year-old man, and, like, and you're, you feel the need to go out of your way to comment that on a TikTok video. I mean, that's there's so many parts of that that are wrong. But yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the 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 whole TikTok thing in itself is is wrong because this is an app that is predominantly dominated by people between the kind of ages of maybe thirteen, eighteen, thirteen to twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. Rah rah rah, and realistically speaking, if you're a forty-year-old guy on TikTok. You should be expecting some kind of shit. <laughs> Not to say that you can't be 40 and go on TikTok, but... It's, yeah. mate, it's the older generation that just don't understand changes in society. And I was, mate, it's I was social talking, media, like, it's social. One of my mates about this the other day, I'm terrified of being that old bloke who doesn't understand what the younger generation are doing. Like, yeah, yeah. I hope I've always got the mindset to be like, nah, shit changes and it's cool. Like, mate, I don't... That's it, man. You have to, like... Like I only I only made the TikTok for just to drive traffic towards like my other accounts. So like obviously I can eventually get fans from it. I can't put my OnlyFans or anything in my bio on TikTok. So I don't I don't post like anything like sexual. Do you know what I mean? I just do like funny videos or shit like that. But it just builds up a following. Obviously, like it's a fucking huge thing. Um, OnlyFans in this day and age, and there, there's there's so many different aspects to it. So one obviously being the the kind of celebrity involvement, which I'm sure I can ask you a question about in a minute. Yeah. Um, but also, like, the everyday, I say everyday, everyday kind of people, um, like you said, during the pandemic, that are needing to make ends meet, that are yeah. doing things like this, which are, I don't want to sound crass, but culturally out of the norm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're making it the norm, which I think is really important. And for me personally, I'm quite, I'd like to say I'm quite left and I'm quite open. But for people, let's say our listeners who may be more central or to the right, which is fine. Uh, but I want to kind of make or get a statement um, as to why you think this is so important in this day and age to think about this with an open mind. Uh, to be honest with you, I feel like, it, it it just gives people control over their body and it allows people to to make their decision and have no consequence in terms of other people's opinion or what's right and wrong because what they're doing is legal what we're doing is legal is fine it's absolutely acceptable and what it does is it actually 
it actually makes it a fairer world in terms of porn, for example. So like, yes. you know, I mean, you can go onto Pornhub, right? It's, it's a, a lot of it's very unregulated. So there'll be videos of people that have been leaked. So they're not getting any, any money from that. People are watching that thousands and thousands of times. They're not getting anything from it. They might not even want that video to be there, but they have no control over it. And what all that is essentially is a library of things, some of which have been uploaded legally, some of which have been stolen, but who can yeah. control them? Whereas what things that OnlyFans are doing is just putting the, the content creator in control and it just allows people to make the money, to have that self-empowerment and to do it on their terms, which is, which is really important because if they're going to do it anyway, and people are going to do it, I mean, porn is a huge industry. Like, you struggle to find <laughs> yeah, anyone absolutely. who hasn't watched porn, do you know what I mean? So let people make their decision. And if you're not happy with it, just fucking shut your mouth and move on to something else. Simple as that. I, mean, like, I, I, I guess it. I guess it is one of them because, I mean, if we look back through time, so people say, and I don't know how factually true this is, what which is why I say people say, um, is that prostitution is the the oldest profession in the world. Yeah. Whether whether it is or not, I don't know. But then from <clears throat> prostitution, you move on to pornography in a similar kind of context in terms of industry yeah yeah. and then yeah, you you get yeah. this industry here and then obviously you come from that point where you were just saying that a lot of people are trafficked and they're forced into doing this kind of thing so yeah. it allows people to take back control and exactly. i'm not gonna lie i think a lot of people who will end up slating this kind of industry and a lot of people who do slate this kind of industry will also then log on to Pornhub at night yeah, and, and type in like lesbian masturbation and that like, <laughs> like we all log into Pornhub I'm not gonna lie like we all like fucking porn and I think that this gives like you said it allows people more freedom to be able to express themselves and, and you to know, be able and to you actually know yeah take control what you're doing with it do you know what I mean it's like it's like it's like the online sex equivalent of support local businesses yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> Yeah. Suck it sounds weird, though. but that's only because there's such a stigma towards the kind of industry that it is. And even yeah, when I say like when I say lesbian masturbation, one part yeah. of people is gonna be like, Yeah, this is what this guy listens to. Fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> and the other half is that actually, do you know what? That should be kind of normal. Like why is that such a taboo subject? People people are people are fucking scared to talk about it. Well, I say people, some people are, some people aren't. Like and I think the more the more we talk about it, the more we converse and make people realise that it's normal, the better, because it becomes yeah. less of a taboo subject and it becomes less of a grey area. And then you can actually talk about it in open conversation. And that in itself adds an extra element of safety because people haven't got to try and hide things anymore. They haven't got to use different names and they haven't got to like, you know what I mean? They can, they can actually become more rounded and at one with, with the community they live in. And I think safety is a, a really important one. Um, yeah, so obviously we are in a, a moment of history uh, where consent and, um, well, I mean, consent is probably the, the best word that is to be able to be used. And I think it's industries like this, for example, uh, push that more perce uh, positive perception of consent onto the rest of society. Yeah. You know, in a case of like all of these Me Too kind of movements, it comes from a place of like, we don't have consent, we don't look like, uh, uh, like, you know, we're not fucking doing this willingly. 
blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so, makes it so more was, than normal. Yeah, for sure. Like there was there was a um a guy recently, I can't remember his name, something bear. Uh, oh the guy who leaked his girlfriend's um exactly. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolute dickhead. And um do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he, he, he that that's a prime example of of how this kind of thing can be can be mis unportrayed or, or portrayed badly because He's filmed someone without their consent and posted it. That's a crime. That's committing a crime, and that—that's such a rarity. But that was a massive stir. Was caused. He got arrested when he landed back in in the UK because of that. And that's one video on one platform, and that's what OnlyFans allows you. I think is that control. Pornhub. There is. There's been proved to be child trafficking involved with certain videos in Pornhub. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're still on there. Yeah, one video was posted, unknown on someone's OnlyFans and they got arrested for it. So the kind of difference of levels of control it, it offers you is, is unprecedented. So I think it is a real, I mean, don't get me wrong, OnlyFans has its problems. And like, as a creator, you see that side of it and um, more to do with the actual website and the money side of things. But in terms of giving people the control and the, the putting the power in their hands, it's, you can't really compare it to anything else. And I think it's the, it's the way forward for that industry. It's funny, mate, like, I decided I just done like a bit of like googling and research and that and like the actual OnlyFans community seems to be like very supportive and wholesome. Like yeah. everyone's trying to like boost each other up. <laughs> like oh, massively, mate. You know how like so like is you see this on girls like Instagrams and stuff. All their all the friends will be like, "Oh, you look great here, babe." All that stuff. Da, da, da. Yeah, it's literally the same thing, but it's on videos of their friends getting checked. Like it's, yeah. like, it's <laughs> a hilarious part of the internet, mate. I love it. It's great. It's great, mate. Like I, I'm so so desensitized to it now, man. Like every, I probably see about scrolling through my Twitter timeline, I'll probably see about fucking 100 pairs of tits and 25 dicks and fucking 45 hours of a day. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's all I see. Yeah. It's everywhere. So, like, that side of it is just, like, that's it's my bread and butter. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> what I, fucking like that. <laughs> I mean, to, to drag this conversation out even more then, um, and Sam, like, obviously, I appreciate you. You probably have other things to do outside of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, you're like, come on, mate, fucking get on with this shit. But you keep putting so many questions, and I think it's it's important to think that actually, where 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 does this go for you? To be honest with you, um, if I over the next couple of years make it to a stage where I'm earning enough money to not have to work full time. That's what I'll do because I'll. And you think it'll go that big? Yeah, I, I don't see any reason why it couldn't. I know guys that 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 do that. It's based purely on the amount of time you put into it. Like. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's that's time on a OnlyFans, but b social media. So like I currently I've got I've got three Instagram accounts. I've got three Twitter accounts. Four Twitter accounts. I've got Reddit. I've got TikTok. I've got Facebook. I've got two three OnlyFans accounts. So that's like 14 different things that I've got to log into on my phone to post on, to check on. Like, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. But if you maintain all of them continuously, then you just earn more. And like, mate, I've been lazy. Like, over Christmas and shit, I'm like, I sort of allowed myself a bit of time off from it. Not a time. I like, still posted daily on my OnlyFans, but like, social media, I was like, I can't be fucked today. 
I'm fucked. And you notice a difference. You notice how many subs come in and don't come in. But there's no reason why I couldn't. So, yeah, I think my goal would probably be to earn that much, enough that I can, that I can warrant living off it. So then I can just travel and I can continue to do my work while I travel then. And so, is this so, a, maybe it's a crass question. Um, and obviously, you know, you can tell me to fuck off if you want. It's, <laughs> it's that kind of podcast. It's fine. But going back a few years ago, you yeah. obviously mentioned that you were obsessed with, um, maybe obsessed is the crass word that I will use. You, you obviously, you know, very into your kind of bodybuilding and you were very into your image and you were very set on being a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you see those same kind of addictive personalities in the work that you're doing now? And oh, no, no. if not, like, why not? Because, I, to be honest with you, it's, if, if anything, it's like, how do I word it without, without it's taken a bit of, be as crass as you can, my friend. Taking a bit of bit of the the enjoyment out of sex sometimes. And so, like I say that that not necessarily in my day to day life. Like we we have sex and we'll, we'll be like, oh, fucking hell, we should have filmed that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and like we'll catch Tom's like, we'll, like, for fuck's sake, why did I not get this on fucking uh, record? <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll have like, um, do you know what I mean? We'll, we'll bang like once twice a day sometimes more whatever and then we'll be like fucking hell we still haven't filmed anything today and then when you come to film something that enjoyment isn't always there because you're like working it out based on the camera angle and shit like that and that's why it's not an addiction it's still work to me do you know what i mean it's not like it's not something that i'm like this is fucking sick mate like all i gotta do is get my dick out and I make money because mate there's a hundred men who are getting their dicks out and wanking like mate dick's a dick innit? it it's about making good original content and um do you know what I mean? To do that, you have to put more time and effort into it. And it, and it, is, it, is, it is a job, whether people want to call it hard work or not. It is, you've got to, I mean, it is a job. Absolutely, it's a job. It's mentally and, and physically fucking straining. Yeah, and that's why I would never like get carried away with it. I mean, the money's exciting when you see good money coming in, but at the same time, that can drop as quickly as it can go up. So it's just like a, it's, it is a hunger thing. You've got to keep your hunger for it. Um, but what do you think about the, the kind of top earners of uh, OnlyFans? So, for example, your Belle Delphine's, where she sells £350 worth of uh, bath water. Mate, I've, it's fucking baffling. Fair play to them, do you know what I mean? Like, fair play to them, but it's baffling to me. Because, like, even, even for me, yeah, and I'm, do you know what I mean, in the top, like, 7%, of content creators, which sounds mm. pretty good. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's top seven percent in the world, but the, the lower that percentage goes, the more and more competition there is. So these people are in like the top zero point zero point zero one or something. I I even struggle to keep up with my messages and shit like that. I know your fans. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes I get like I open my phone. And there's like eight messages to reply to, each of them with a different request of something. So these people who have thousands more fans, who have to constantly go about, I don't know how they maintain it because like. If I'm paying for a subscription to someone, I want them to be replying to my message within a day. Yeah. So I don't know how they manage it, but I mean, like I say, fair play to them, man. Like that, it's it's fucking sick. They make they make ridiculous money, mate. Like ridiculous money. And like I'm talking do like. Do you think it's all about the money? But for for, for the top earners, I mean, it has to be made. But if you're earning like a hundred grand a month, something like that, then I can't yeah. see yeah, I can't yeah. see where else your thoughts can be at. 
Do you know what I mean? It's not about your bathtub water. They don't give a fuck about that, do they? Or they're right, doing yeah. it, a cup in it. Like, for sure. The, the, and again, there's, there's a big variety of people on, on the platform. That there's some people who will just post like model photos with their with topless. And yeah. some people yeah, yeah, yeah. who like fitness, but some people who will piss themselves on their main wall. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just a variety. So some people will do it just for the there's money. Some people will probably do it because they enjoy it. So. Yeah, it's a big variety. Yeah, man, it's fucking crazy. That's why I wanted to get you on here, mate, just to get your perspective on things. Because I think, Luke, I, like you've definitely had your interest peaked by it, which is why oh, you had so many questions. But this is the thing, like, when, mate, when I used to work with you every day, Sam, like the conversations we used to have, I was like, fucking hell, I don't think I've ever met anyone with this perspective on life. And that's why <laughs> I wanted you to come on here, because I want other people to fucking hear your perspective yeah. on shit because like even just in the things we've like there's loads more shit we can talk about but even in the things we've just covered on here mate like you've said some really like interesting and like i think important things like yeah, yeah. your mindset is one i would say is very very progressive and we live in a generation where i think people are becoming more progressive in terms of their mindset but there's still like we were saying earlier about the karens and darrens on facebook there's still yeah. that generation of people that are very like closed off and unwilling to accept societal changes, but yeah, mate, I fucking, I fucking love this chat. It's been brilliant, mate. It's been really yeah, it's been good, man. Been Luke, you got anything else and you just, Obviously, ask? yeah, yeah. Just before we jump off, obviously, uh, as we do with every single episode, Khan, um, this is a brand new project. So please subscribe to our YouTube. Obviously, follow the the Spotify podcast. We have now been, uh, been released on Pocket Cast on uh, Google Podcasts as well. So please, honestly, go and search those things because as a new project, it's hugely important. Uh, but most importantly, thank you to Sam. Yeah, um, and I would like Sam to, obviously, if he would like to, um, <laughs> just give reference to his own channels as well because I think that's much more important than ours. Yeah, man. Um, just, just my, my Instagram, you can pretty much find anything from there. So it's just at Sam Aves. Um, link in the bio, you know the drill. Yeah, yeah. Well, mate, we'll, it's what we do with everyone that comes on. We'll put links to like your Instagram and stuff in the bio, so don't worry. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, go but, yeah like, but like, mate, like, if people are listening to this and they think like, oh, he seems like a guy that I want to, I want to hear a bit more from. If you ever want to ask me questions or anything, message me. Like, I'll reply to messages. I'll chat to people. I like, I like, like I said earlier, I like people. I like chatting and and getting points of view from other people and like, give them mine. So if you want to speak about anything, then, then feel free. Please do. And uh, Sam, it was, obviously you're a friend of Khan. Um, so I just want to say like, you know, this was for me and Khan can probably, will probably tell me this in a minute that I took over more of the questioning than what <laughs> he had planned. Um, but I just think, fuck me, man. Like this has been such a nice, relatable, kind of cool episode. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so thank good. you very much. It's been one of the conversations which really kind of features our name and featuring regular people. Not yeah, in the yeah. fact that you're regular because you're far from, um, <laughs> but in the fact that, you know, this this kind of how society is and I really appreciate your outlook on that society. Mate, thank, no, thank you, you very much. Yeah, thank, thank you for having me, Jesus. And thank you everyone who has watched as well. Stay tuned for more. Ciao. Peace.